It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Markets are sharply in the green this morning on the back of a softer than expected U.S. inflation report for the month of July. Uh, the headline consumer price index for July rose about 8.5% year over year versus uh, the expectation of about 8.7%. And again, this is down from the June report of 9.1%. So again, the, the markets are reacting so positively is because, again, the idea that we've seen peak inflation already uh, and, and that's what's moving markets today. Okay. So that was, I guess, good news, you know, even though it was still high though, that's the thing, right? It was still a high number, just not as high. Exactly. And when you take a look at the headline inflation uh, number, a lot of that has to do with uh, the slowdown in gasoline costs, right? Fuel, we're all seeing it at the pumps, you know, from where it was at the high. Uh, there's other contributors as well. We saw used vehicles, uh, the prices declined there, apparel, transportation, airfares also slightly lower. So all of that contributed uh, to this better than expected inflation number. And when we're taking a look at core inflation, so again, X energy, X food prices, that was roughly in line with the month uh, before. And again, they had expected that to move slightly higher. So again, that was another positive kind of piece of news that the markets are reacting to. So that's why you're seeing this uh, swift increase across all indices in North America today. The only uh, sector really that we're seeing down today is energy. uh, And that's again, because uh, the price of oil has come down as well. So, you know, when you and I have been talking for for weeks about this, you know, the idea that uh, inflation could have peaked, uh, you know, saying that, you know, maybe the next read will be better. It's, you know, we feel that we're close, especially because oil prices have dropped significantly. I mean, they peaked at about 130 a barrel and, you know, we're down to 88 a barrel. I mean, that's a that's a big drop. And so, again, looking forward uh, to the Fed, the idea is, is that the heat is kind of off of them. It doesn't mean that they won't increase interest rates in September here in Canada or in the U.S. It just means they may not increase by as much as we had expected now that we're seeing inflation coming down. And as well, markets are reacting positively to earnings season. Uh, We've had uh, 77% of uh, the S&P 500 uh, have uh, reports above analyst expectations. So that's uh, very positive. And and we're still seeing earnings trickle in. We've got Disney after the bell today. We've got Manulife. So again, these are things that we're, uh, we're looking at as the data comes in. You know, we started putting cash to work over the past few weeks, again, leaning to the idea that we've seen peak inflation already. Okay. So that earnings season then sounds like it is going very well. Just another kind of booster, another reason for the markets to go up a little bit. Exactly. And, you know, when we were talking, when the market uh, was declining there and, uh, you know, the low was in mid-June, again, there's going to be a catalyst that, you know, I kept saying, and, and that catalyst, um, you know, uh, you know, can be something that uh, is not what investors are expecting, you know, just the Fed being a little bit less aggressive in their stance or the inflation number coming out a little less than expected. Those are enough of catalysts to to start putting cash back to work. You can't wait till everything is A-OK and um, you know, to look at putting cash back to work because, again, the opportunity then is possibly missed. I mean, markets are still down uh, quite a bit year to date, 
but they've recovered a lot since the low. I mean, you look at the NASDAQ, the tech heavy, heavy NASDAQ. I mean, it was down 34% at one point year to date, and now it's down 18% year to date. Uh, the S&P 500 was down over 20% year to date. Now it's down at maybe 11, 12% year to date. So again, that's a significant uh, rebound so far, but we're still not back to where we were. And so it's important to look at what opportunities are out there uh, for you as an investor, us as a portfolio management team to ensure that clients are rebounding with, uh, with the markets as we're seeing such a strong rally today. Okay, let's talk about that too as well, because people are looking for advice right now, um, Lori, I would imagine, given the way things are going, and maybe they're not always getting the best advice. Yeah, you know, as a portfolio manager and financial advisor, and and for over 20 years, I've had many people come to me uh, that have maybe been burned by another advisor, have had problems, are not sure if, you know, they're getting the best uh, advice that that they can get. And, and so again, you know, trying to relay some of that message on air, I think is important. And your financial advisor plays a big role in your life, or they should, um, you know, and it's not just about your portfolio. Uh, obviously, that's the main reason you have an advisor, of course, to get you through these tough times and to, to manage you with consistent returns over a long period of time. Uh, but they're also there to improve um, your financial well-being, uh, plan for major life events like retirement, estate planning, you know, gifting to adult children. Uh, they can help advise you on how to lower your tax bill, where to get your income from. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have a good financial advisor, they can set you back really in reaching those goals. So, you know, you really need to assess, I guess, um, you know, whether that relationship that you have with your advisor is, is a good one or if there's room for improvement. I guess if you have a good conversation with them, like you need transparency, you need communication, you have to ask yourself, when was the last time you had a really good conversation, I guess, with your advisor? Well, exactly. Communication is key. And, you know, know, there's people I've spoken to that haven't heard from their advisor in two years, for example. They have no idea what their performance is over five years. I mean, that's, uh, to me, unacceptable. And, uh, you know, when markets are volatile and and moving swiftly, you know, the ways that we communicate is, you know, continue to have portfolio reviews uh, when people are due, but also to, uh, you know, provide conference calls that we send out to people. Again, you know, we're providing a lot of advice and insight here on CKNW and Ready, Set, Retire with John McComb. And and so, again, an advisor getting back to you, too, is another one. You know, like we have a 24-hour policy that we reply to every email, every question, every uh, you know, every thought that a, a client has. And I think that's important. Uh, you want your advisor to be responsive. And and also we see sometimes a lack of transparency, right? Where some advisors aren't entirely forthcoming with discussing fees um, or they're maybe in a lot of funds. You don't know, you know, what's being done to your account during market volatility. You know, are they raising cash? Are they trying to protect you? What's happening? And I, and, and that kind of worry can lead to, investors making the wrong decision, right? If you feel your advisor is not doing anything when the markets are declining, uh, that an investor might be more likely to sell at a really bad time, right? They're trying to take control of their own portfolio, which again, that's why you have an advisor to to lean on them for their advice. So, so I think that's a really important one. 
um, missing services that that you deserve, right? So financial estate plans, um, you know, helping you find good accountants, lawyers, um, if you need insurance, right? All those extras that should be part of the services that you're getting. Uh, also helping you deal with complex situations like blended families, um, selling a family business is another one. We have a lot of people lean on us for that. Uh, and then we bring in other professionals to help them. Uh, to make that transition. Uh, another uh, thought out there is, again, persuading you into risky investments. Um, you know, if someone is advising you to uh, get more aggressive than you think you should be, then maybe it's not the right advisor for you. But also cookie cutter solutions is not all, it's also not a good idea. You don't want an advisor to look at every single client as the same. Um, you know, we've got people in their 50s and 60s who don't want to see much volatility in their portfolio, where we could have somebody who's 70 or 80 years old who, who really doesn't want to own a bond or a GIC because they've seen it all before, so to speak. And so again, we have to really learn about each family, um, their unique situation, and advise accordingly to that. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds good. Lori, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly at 604-695-LORI or check out their website at pinkowski.ca.